the Skit Guys Podcast, starring Tommy Woodard and Eddie James. And now, two guys who both had 90210 sideburns for way longer than they should have, the Skit Guys. Hey, whoa. Uh, I cannot wait to meet that man one day. Uh, he uh, Don Pardo? Such- yeah, he always has such pithy things to say for us. I love that. He he is pithy. He's very pithy. You know, for for the guys that don't know how to put on their pants, the skit guys. <laughs> I yeah. could probably give them three or I four of them right now. I don't know if any of them are actually um, a compliment to us. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But you know what? That's why he's so. That's why he's so darn stinking cute. That way, you know. He is. For the guys that don't know how to eat oatmeal, the skit guys. In so my mind, he's a gnome, a, a like a, a oh. garden gnome. Oh. Makes him kind of even cooler. One of the garden gnomes that, you know, has sunglasses on and is doing something hip that a gnome would never do. He's just a really short guy. Yeah. Wow. I never thought of that. I, I picture him tall and old, maybe oh, with wow. a cigar. Oh. <laughs> Maybe in a leather chair. Like, he's not even really trying. So he's in the mafia? Nah, well, he could be. I don't know. He does it part-time, maybe. He just has a good voice. And so he does, does voiceover. part-time. Yeah, just for a little extra cash. You know, like, if you're in the mafia, then all that money is tied to something. So this yeah. is kind of his money, you see. It's, it's his, uh, what do they call that? It's the, the thing that he does that's upright and uh, his it, shell. It's his shell. It's People his shell, think he's but a, but he's, he really yeah. loves it though. He oh, really yeah. loves it, and he has a mic. Well, he has he has a helper that brings him the microphone that kind of puts it right in front of him, so he can just lean back in his leather chair. Yeah, because normally reads. normally he talks like this all day yeah. long. Yeah, he's like, hey, you know, uh, we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta off that person that owns the pizza place over there on Third and Lexington or what, eh? Hey, piano player, I'm gonna break your fingers, and then he gets to come on and go, "Busket guys. guys!" And then his then his henchmen are like, "That's really good, boss. That's really good. That's really yeah, good." Yeah, I know it is. Take that away. Yeah, yeah. Before I break For your those fingers. people that don't like Cheerios, those get guys. Was that good? Was that good? Uh, that was. Let's good. do it again. Let's do it again. I didn't feel good about that one. All right, take, on. take four. Take four. <laughs> Give me some veal parmesan. Hey, 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 you see that guy over there walking? Go break his face. Just go break his face. All right? All right? <laughs> I mean, I hope we don't have any, like, mafiosos that listen to our podcast. We I know, right? Wouldn't that them. be cool, though? Wouldn't yeah, that be but cool when if they get mafiosos offended. driving right now going, what? What's <laughs> going on, eh? <laughs> when they get offended, they get you. Hey, Jimmy, didn't you break someone's face just yesterday? How did they guys, know? Skate guys are making fun of you, man. <laughs> are you going to take that? Are you going to take that? Yeah, I think it's kind of funny. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to drive all the way from Jersey, and we're going to go down there, and we're going to rough them up. <laughs> in Texas. Just go to, if you're a mafia, so it's all, it's in Texas. No, buddy, 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 don't yeah. do that. Don't, Sorry. Don't, don't do that. So how are you, Tom? Buddy, I'm good. I made it yeah. through uh, the first quarter of uh, 2016, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that the mm-hmm. next quarter is going to be even better. Super you know, excited. Being the 80s kids, um, you said made it through, and that reminded me of what Barry Manilow used to say. He used to say, I made, made it, through it through the rain. Through the rain. And I found myself respected. Found myself respected. By made the it, others who? Oh, by the others who. <laughs> got rained on too. Got rained on too. And made it through. 
Yeah. <laughs> the rain. Oh, how do I know Barry Manilow's Made It Through the Rain song? Buddy, because hmm. your mind is just a walking library of songs <laughs> from the 80s. I think I memorized that song in sixth grade, Tommy. The only Barry Manilow song that I know all the words to is Copacabana. Well, who wouldn't want to know that? Right. Right. Because her name was Lola. She was a showgirl or something. Yeah. She had diamonds in her hair and a dress cut dress down, cut to, down there. to there. Woo! She would merengue and do the cha-cha. And she'd do the cha-cha. While yeah. Tony tended bar, right? Tony tended bar and... Uh, someone walks in and there was gun. Rico. Single- his name was Rico. Rico. He wore a diamond. He, wore a he diamond. was escorted to his chair and saw Lola dancing there. There was blood in a was, single gunshot. It was the disco, yeah. <laughs> but who, who shot could who? ask for more? Right? No, it was blood in no. a single gunshot. But just who shot, shot who, who at the Copa? The Copa. Uh, Copa Cabana. Copa Cabana. Uh. Who shot JR at the Cabana? <laughs> Hey, speaking of, yeah. speaking of who shot JR, right. uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, the uh, 80s. Po- the 80s. Did you watch that? Buddy, um, my family was uh, sharing a meal together, and mm. we were uh, sitting around TV trays like it was the 80s. Oh, Started awesome. watching that, and, uh, you know, about 15 minutes in, my son, who's 14, goes, Hey, um, I'll keep watching this if it's what everybody wants, but it's pretty boring. Oh, no. Are you being serious? <laughs> yeah. And so oh. we were like, I was just oh. like, you know, I didn't want to be that dad going, hey, watch, you know, watch my my film strips here. You know, so I was <laughs> watch like, that's my cool. soundtrack of life. Else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a slideshow for you. So isn't that so interesting? Like, yeah, uh, Steph and I, my wife, we, 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 we lay in the couch and watched the whole thing and we're just. Loving it. Every oh, it was it. Well, the part I saw was fascinating. Yeah, it's well. And what was so interesting about the first episode of the 80s is just how much people took risks in entertainment on television. And it was the first time television wasn't looked at kind of like, you know, second class citizens, so to speak. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I, you know, just I mean, movies. I saw the shows, but we I didn't have any clue that those shows were changing, you know, the landscape of TV. Yeah. Yeah, I loved because uh, uh, being an '80s kid, and we, we we used to talk about TV a lot on our podcast. We don't we don't do a whole lot of talking about no. TV shows, um, but you know, just going down that road, um, memory lane, if you will, memory lane, if you will. It reminded me of I think because uh, I watched like Happy Days and you know Mork from Mork oh, yeah. and all those shows that kind of had like a little message at the end of them. You know, there's yep. always something sweet, always kind of something made you tear up a little bit, make you laugh and cry, which is yeah. what we do today, pretty much. Except for Dallas. I don't think Dallas had any messages. Oh, no. No, no. But somebody did shoot JR, though. Yeah, who was it? Uh, it was Kristen. It was Sue Ellen's sister. Sue Ellen's sister, yeah, yeah. Who didn't look anything like Sue Ellen. But what I liked about what I liked about uh, the creator of Happy Days, what he said was... Did you see that part? Is the... No. But Gary is that, Marshall? Is that Gary Marshall? Yeah, what he said was really good. He goes... We were very intentional uh, in the 80s as we described a 50s sitcom, a 50s family, a nuclear family was everyone touched each other. We were There was lots of hugs. Hmm. Everyone sat at the dinner table for a reason. The, uh, even in the 80s, things were starting to get disparaging as far as, you know, people kind of doing their own things and looking at things a certain way. But we were very, very intentional as far as hugging, talking, sitting together, um, wow. you know, learning life lessons, doing life together. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was very interesting. But That's very cool. 
And yeah. I could sit and I could sit and listen to Gary Marshall talk about anything. Yeah, he's cool, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Didn't you didn't you sit by him? I sat in the row in the back of like it would be, if he was in row C, I was in row D. Wow. Yeah, and we were watching Billy Crystal's show in New York. Yeah. And I watched Gary Marshall more than I watched Billy Crystal. Did he laugh a lot? Yes, yes. Because yeah. he's a writer, you know? Yeah. And so I was just like, there was just something so phenomenal about watching the creator of Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, and Mork and Mindy, and Joni Loves Chachi. Yeah, mm, that was a home run. It was a home run. Watching, yeah. uh, he also created uh, Pretty Woman and, um, so, I you forgot know, about pr- that. Princess Diaries, I think, with, yeah. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Gary Marshall, yeah. Big, 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 but they're also kind of sitcom-y type stuff. Yeah, that is true. I heard you had to uh, move your parents from their house. How was that? Yeah, my parents, uh, the house that we uh, we moved into in 1978. You and, watched um, Happy Days in that house. I watched Happy Days. I watched all the shows in that house and uh, lots of great memories there. And uh, yeah, so my folks, you know, decided the house too big for them and, you know, they wanted to downsize and move, so good for them so they moved so we spent the past probably week and a half two weeks just moving stuff and cleaning stuff and fixing stuff and uh lots of memories you know and um so but it's pretty cool my mom uh, my mom grabbed this poster board this is a little embarrassing but kind of cool at the same time it was a poster board from my maybe freshman year in college you know how you have to do something silly to present yourself you know and so it was a psychology class, and it was like, show us your life in pictures. And so it was like, here's a picture of me when I was born, and then, you know, when I was four, and, and it kept going on until I was 20. And what was cool was the picture of me at the age of, you know, 20 or 19 or whatever it was, was a picture of you and me. It was our very first uh uh, skit back then it was the ET show, but it was our very first <laughs> promo picture that I'd, I'd put on this poster board with the pictures of my life and everything. So oh, that was kind of cool, kind of looking cool. at going. I can't really describe my life without including Eddie in it, you know, that's which is kind of cool. Yeah. And look at us, what five years later? Look yeah. at all that we've yeah. done in the yeah, five years, five buddy. Five years later since high school, college. Right, five years oh. ago, right? Yeah, right? I can't believe right? I'm almost gonna be thirty. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that crazy though? And and we both grew up in different households. You know, you you kind of oh, yeah. came but you kind of came from the uh just the the nuclear family like Gary Marshall was talking about, you know, everyone's, oh, you know, Cleaver family. Yeah. Cleaver family. Yeah, and I came from like the Roseanne Barr household, you know. <laughs> Where it's like pick up your stuff and shut up. <laughs> but didn't you make dinner, mommy? No, are you crazy? I have to go back to school. So we came from two different sides of the track. But it's always so funny to me over these years, like you and I could be in the car and we watched the same stuff. We did. Yeah. We listened to the same stuff. It's so crazy. Like it's just nuts to me how you and I could be talking about something or singing a song or doing something like you just pick right up. And we're like, that's yep. so nuts. So anyway, yeah, moved, moved mom and dad and uh, good for them, excited for them. And uh, at the same hand, like, you know, at some point my dad, you know, I said, are you sad? And he was like, oh yeah. He said, you know, I've, I've cried a little. And he said, I realize this is the house that my kids grew up in and I grew old in. Mm. So this is like, you know, cue the music in the background. I'm going to stand over here and weep a little. Oh, but did you cry? Still great. Did you? Uh, did you no, did I haven't you let really go? cried yet. You know, I've 
walk through the house while it was empty. And I think the fact that, you know, my folks have made this decision and are moving like it makes it a lot easier than Mm -hmm. other circumstances that could make it really, really bad. But, um, yeah. So you, you know, you still have your memories and all that jazz. I don't know if I feel good about another family moving into my house, you know, it's weird, but other than that, you know, it's cool. My, uh, the only affiliation that I have would be my grandmother's house um, in Oklahoma city. And that would be the house since I, you know, since I was eight years old, that's the house that I would go to. And so in 2009 or 2010, when, uh, no, wait, on Libby, wait, Libby. Uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe it was 2008 when we moved her out of the house and closer to family. Yeah. Um, and she passed away in 2010, um, or nine. But I remember the house was cleaned out, the garage, everything was cleaned out. And I went there, I think you and I were doing something. And I I just decided to stay there that night. And there was like, oh yeah, maybe there was a recliner. (laughs) Maybe, maybe they left a recliner in there. I can't remember. But I remember walking through that house. It was totally empty, just full of memories for me. And it was, it was the house that was my house that, you know, that I connected to that my grandma was there, love, support, you know, um, I remember just sleeping in that chair and just, it was just like, wow, this is, this chapter is over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So time is a tough thing. Time is a tough thing. I still drive by the house. I'll, I'll, I probably look like a stalker, but I will still drive by that house and park it front and just kind of stare at the house and just kind of, you know, think of things, but I've yet to be caught. So I guess that's good. (laughs) (laughs) The, the memories are a killer. We had a, uh, we had a a chair at my mom's house that way back long ago when the grandkids were really young, uh, we had this chair and my mom, if she gave the grandkids something and they were supposed to take it home, um, she would say, okay, put it in the go home chair. And it was the chair that was mm. closest to the front door. And so we were moving the other day and being the little brother, I have an older sister, being little brother, I thought I would do something that was totally make my sister cry because that's what our job as little brothers. <laughs> and so I took a picture of the go home chair and I texted it to her because everything's almost out of the house. I texted it to her and said, hey, your memories are in the go home chair. You need to take them because you're not going to get to come back. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) And and, yeah, she just totally cried. Oh, speaking of speaking of memories, I would knock on your door in high school or in college before I left for California. And do you remember at Christmas time, your mom had at the foot at Christmas time, your mom had that at the foot of the stairs. She had that. Uh, what was that? It was like some oh, little. Oh, it was a, it was it was what was it was that? a reindeer. It was a reindeer <laughs> that was made out of like pantyhose and, yes. Uh, yes. and it had like a had little kid overalls on. Yes, and little like kid a little, shoes, like yeah. a little human kid reindeer. Oh, yeah, and that's right. I would knock on the door and uh, ring the doorbell, and that door would slide open a little bit, and, and I'm looking straight ahead, <laughs> waiting to see you. <laughs> And I see the door open and you do it over and over and it would always kill me. But and I would look down and it would be like the little reindeer kid reindeer kid man opened up the door. He's like, Hello. I'd forget about here that. That's pretty Tommy. funny. So we, we did some of our very first videos in your house too, buddy. You remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. And we shot um 
two of the Christmas videos from last year That's at my right. parents' house. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Legacy. Yeah, very first videos were shot there. Mm. Uh, uh, what was that guy's name? Charles Ronskin. Charles, Charles Ronskin was the only parrot dog in captivity. Potiots, <laughs> I wish, I wish we could show you those videos because we were doing videos. We had a show. We got to do a show, and we were trying to, we were trying to emulate that play, uh, Greater Tuna, which these two men basically do tons of different characters. And so we were trying to figure out, okay, if we were to go to a church and we were to do a show and we're going to do a bunch of different characters, we'll show video. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And video is basically me or you holding a camcorder, putting on a tripod. Andy Andy Heights helped us one time too. Yes. Yeah. So we try to film these little bits that, and if you think about the craziness of it, it still meant someone had to be back there on a VCR with the VHS tape and having to hit play at a certain time and hoping that it would start. So. It was redonk what we were trying to do, but oh, potty and sweet. We did some great homemade videos that we thought were just absolutely awesome. Wojtek Charles Malski. Charles. Oh, I love Wojtek Charles Wojtek Malski. Wojtek Charles Malski singing great American documents. Not Wojtek. great American songs, but the documents of America put to music. So it'd be like Wojtek Charles Malski. Oh, and, and back there, KTEL, KTEL, Record, KTEL Records presents Wojtek yeah. Charles Malski singing the great American documents. <laughs> Such great great hits as the Declaration of Independence. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought on this continent. That's right. Enjoy Wojtek Charles Malski singing the United States documents. Who can forget this classic, the Bill of Rights? We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice and liberty. Wojtek Chosmalski grabbed this classic record, only this record that he put out before his tragic couch death. Yes, Wojtek Chosmalski sings the United States documents as only Wojtek can. Yeah, because he trips over a couch. He trips over a couch and dies. And all you have is your feet sticking up over this couch. Yeah. Then I ended it with buy it today because Wojtek would have wanted it that way. Yeah. It was masterful. It was the it, late 80s. It was it the was Cold the late War. 80s. Yes. <laughs> you yes. had a Russian guy singing Great American Documents. I think you were singing at one point. You would sing to the camera, and then you would you walked by, and th- then I put the camera on a United States map, and then yeah. I went, all across America, Wojtek <laughs> yeah. Charles Mosky is changing lives. Okay, good times. Okay. Good times. We just made all of our audience members sit through our slideshow. Well, you know what? That's... that's Hey, it's our podiance. It's our podiance. But hey, podiance too. I want to tell you thank you for asking me about my shingles. Um, they are completely gone. I'm doing much, much better. Mm. Gunglemore, Gunglemore, I guess, has <laughs> dissolved into my skin. So uh, yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> I sure hope you don't. I sure yeah, hope. I'm waiting um, for an opportune time. <laughs> Gunglemore, I wouldn't even stressed. I don't even know why you popped out in the first place. Uh-huh, because I was looking for cookies. <laughs> well, you could have just gone into my pantry to grab some cookies. You, I didn't need, you didn't need to do what you did. No. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, you think about that. Well, you know, as far as legacy, I guess we've been talking a lot about, you know, the length and shadow of our, of our own lives, you know, as you look at things. Um, One friendship flashback, and we've probably said this, and for the audience members that have been emailing us going, we've gone back and we've listened to all of them. There's probably one time I've mentioned this, but you know, when you talk about houses, um, there was that night that you and I saw uh, Roxanne with Steve Martin, and we had nowhere else to go, and we went to my grandma's house, and she made us BLT sandwiches. That was awesome. It was a great night. And she just kept serving them up. Buddy, thick cooked bacon. Do you, we were young. Calories didn't matter. Didn't matter. Oh, I, I think I had at least four of them. Just no BLTs. They were yeah. so good. Because it was that thing of, she would just, it wasn't, would you like more? It was just, here's another one. Here's more. Yeah. 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 And and do you remember them being like exceptionally good? Oh, man. Yeah. Mildred James could make a BLT, buddy. <sighs> I don't know what that is. Those are just great memories. You know, yeah. for, for anybody in their world, you go, when you think back to childhood or some things, you go, I don't know what it was, but that night was just exceptional. That night was just special. It was so unexpected, and it turned out to be so beautiful, you know? It's probably that cast iron skillet she was cooking the bacon oh, in. Oh, and she wouldn't wash getting, it. No, that's it. You got a little bacon, but in yeah. there was probably a little chicken fried steak left over oh, and oh, some yes. eggs and who knows yeah. what else. Yeah, <laughs> My grandma would just stick that in, in her oven. Like yeah, that's what she, you do. You just I have stick one. It, yeah. Yeah. I got one from, from Angie's mom. She's like, you want this skillet? I was like, yeah. And it's oh, so good, man. They're so good. Yeah. Well, it's just grease on grease, and you can't beat grease on grease. You can't beat grease on grease. Yeah. Hey, speaking of friendship flashback, do you remember Do you remember you and me, uh, we did like a week-long camp. It was when we first started doing camps during the summertime, and we went to New Mexico or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was with... Um, uh-huh. I remember it. It was with a big mega church in Arizona? No, no. it was it was it was New out Mex- of uh, New Mexico. It was out of New Mexico. Yeah. I can almost remember the name of the church, but I've forgotten it now. Okay, we had a rental car and it was for whatever reason, <laughs> do you remember this moment, this friendship flashback? <laughs> it was what you think I'm saying I do. How could I forget it? Were you driving? <sighs> Is it oh, that story? Well, oh, yeah, that was another story. Oh, that was another that's story. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that was okay, embarrassing. Okay, go ahead. You can do your story. No, you could do that one. You could do that one. <laughs> so we're just now starting to travel outside of the state of uh, Texas, I guess. And and we're going to the, <laughs> this camp, and Eddie's driving, and I'm in the passenger seat, and um, you know, Eddie, get, we, we get pulled over. I mean, we're speeding, you know, we get pulled over. No big whoop. He, he gives his license to the police officer and, you know, sitting there. And then the police officer comes back. And this is the words the police officer says. Uh, Mr. James, do you realize there's a warrant out for your arrest? <laughs> in, like, Californ- in California? Who, yeah. Who am I with? What, what have you done? What have you done? <clears throat> And do you want to tell them what you'd done? I, I I think I floated through a stop sign and I didn't pay the ticket. Yeah, you um, just had a ticket that was yeah. outstanding. It wasn't a big deal, but you had to quit. He kept your license. Like, I can't give you your license back. <laughs> so was that I had it? To drive. Yeah, I, you had to pay the bill. You had to pay the oh. pay the fine before you could get your get your license back. I was starting all over. I was engaged yeah. to a girl in California. I quit church work. I started working a blockbuster video. I was just so bummed and the engagement ended. 
my church job ended and I was working a blockbuster video driving home around midnight or 1230 after a shift and I floated a stop sign that got pulled over and I had no money to pay that sucker. So, so you left the state <clears throat> a fugitive. I was traveling with a fugitive. You were buddy. I and you so said, sorry. I'm not guilty. And I said, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I was climbing out of a hole, a financial, emotional, spiritual hole at that point. But you did. <clears throat> yeah, I did. Thank you. I did. Yeah. Uh, that was embarrassing. Yeah. I guess we all got our stuff, right, Tommy? Oh, we all have our stuff. <laughs> Crazy. So we kind of been talking about legacy here. So, okay, I'll just, let me ask you this question. If you could leave anything for the future, what would it be? Like, what would be uh, a song or a book? Like, if you could recommend a book or a song or a movie, what, what would you leave for future generations? Since we're talking about growing up and leaving stuff question do you have any ideas on yours um probably a film i still love dead poet society i know it's oh, an 80s flick i still still love dead poet i think i think there's a lot to learn in that movie um, thank you boys i think it's i think it's a great movie um i think that would be a good film to leave yeah. for future generations um an album I, my favorite album of all times is Counting Crows, every, August and Everything After. Like, oh, I know it's a great it's, album, yeah. No, it's not a Christian album or anything, but <laughs> I I don't know. And maybe it was because of the time. I got that in my 20s. But August and Everything After, kept by the Counting Crows, is just oh, so rich. Every Anytime I got my songs on shuffle, and it just, oh, just love it. Or sometimes I just play that whole album. Just love it. Just love yeah. it. So that yeah, those would be two things I think. What about you? Oh man, like it's so tough. Like I'm trying to think of like a film that like there's so many good ones, you know, that you watch and you go, oh gosh, that's so good. Um, like my favorite movie of all time is probably mm-hmm. True Grit, <laughs> the new version. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Kurt, uh, no, not Kurt Russell, Jeff Bridges. No, Jeff Bridges. I, yeah, I think maybe that. <laughs> awesome. Hey, hey, you get to leave it. You get to leave it for the future. There you go. <laughs> and go, hey, this is what it was like. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. Uh, I think if it was an album, um, I would say, is okay, so I'm going to look at it from the standpoint of kind of, hey, just so you know, what I was like. I loved True Grit. And then the album would be um, The Very Best of Bread. Oh, Bread. I thought you were going to say Adam Ant, but Bread. No, no. no the Very Best of Adam Bread? Ant, I love Adam Ant, but The Best of Bread. And that way they would get a nice dichotomy of who I am, that I love this really mellow music. I mean, those words... <laughs> God, the words of, of that David Gates wrote for bread, you know, is so good. I would give everything I own just to have you, you know? <clears throat> since we're just talking, you know, since we're talking legacy and, you know, what was and what will be and what we have to leave behind. Oh, did you, are you finished? Are you going to say what book? Oh, I don't even know what book. Golly. So I would say, because I was just thinking about this. I think the book I might leave, I think the book I might leave would be Celebration of Disciplines. Um, I think that's a fantastic book. Mm. I would recommend it to anyone. I, I love that book. Probably uh, The Road Less Traveled. I love that oh, book. Yeah. The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. It's, yeah, that's a good book. 
that that would be one. Yeah. Yeah. The book that changed my life was Zig Ziglar's See You at the Top. I read that in seventh grade and it changed how I talk to people in seventh yeah. grade. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Seventh grade. I, it I would me. challenge you to find another seventh grader that read that book. Well, it, like, it was a godsend. Yeah. But it was not written for seventh graders. And he was a believer. Uh, Zig Ziglar was oh, a believer. Yeah. So there's also that aspect of some of the just little, and it was, and it wasn't like preaching. It was little asides of how he lives out his faith, but the whole thing was just, you know, see it. It's for business people, I guess. See you at the top. Yeah. It was for businessmen yeah. of how to do things, but and how cool that we got to meet him and perform for him before he passed away. Oh, so cool. So yeah. cool to see that full circle and to, uh, have him sign that book. I still have it on my bookshelf. That's to sign so cool. that sucker. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So moving on, if you could yes. tell your great grandchildren something, what would it be? Pull my finger. That's what you're going to say, right? Pull my Probably. finger. Probably. Yeah. Um, if you could tell your great grandchildren something, what would it be? Well, I know the world keeps on changing, right? But if I was uh-huh. an old person right now, if I was like really old right now, um, I would probably tell my my grand my great grandkids to hey love God love others be, be That's kind good. you know be, be kind uh, don't think it's all about you because it'll never be all about no, you. no see you've already blown it now you've said like three things I know it I know it. <laughs> you started well, so hard to narrow it down I think I, I would just tell my grandkids true. pull up your pants <laughs> Flip your pants. That's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's here's something. In a hundred years, how would you like to be remembered? <sighs> These are like a quiz to get into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> a quiz to get into heaven. <laughs> so You're funny. Tough. It is tough. Um, how would you like to be remembered? It just all sounds, sounds like a sounds like a sounds like a Sunday school answer, you know. Well, just say just it. Like, just, I, just I mean, I want to be remembered as being, you know, a godly man. You know, I mean, yeah. This, the only pers- reason that we're here, right, is to to give glory to God. So it's kind of that thing of like, that's how I want to be remembered, you know. Yeah. But I'll probably be remembered as the guy who said, "Pull my finger." Pro- oh no, there'll be more than that. Buddy. In church, the guy <laughs> the guy who said pull my finger in church. How how would you how would you like not that not that I mean you know what we get to do is is so great and and um you know for such a time as this what how would you want to guys to be remembered what would you want that how would you like that to be remembered as the guys who said pull my finger in church. <laughs> well, we did that. We've done that. We've broken a lot of barriers, haven't we, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I really, you know what? Some of the things that people tell us that blow my mind is that, you know what? You made me laugh. I hadn't laughed in a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, you made me think, you know. Um, and, I, you know, if, if, we can, if we can tell the story of God's love and, and make people laugh and forget their troubles for, even if it's just for an hour, like, yeah. I'd love to be remembered that way. Yep, I would agree with you there. I think it's pretty crazy, too, however this has worked. Um, I'm blown away how many pastors or people that work in churches that say, hey, I, 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 I buy your videos. I use them in my church. You know, I mean, we can go way out to South Dakota, you know, and you're just like, wow. And we could be, well, we were in South Dakota last week, and one spot, 
and and four or five different churches, you know, and and they use our stuff, you know, all these different yeah. churches, and you go, that's pretty humbling, awesome, remarkable, blah 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 blah, just just crazy, just crazy. Oh yeah. Oh man, we got a got an email the other day from Perth, Australia. That's literally the other side and the other end of the world. Like, yeah. That's nuts. That that's nuts. Yeah. For two guys that made videos in my house. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and what was that 80s. one? What was that one email about the girl that um, that doesn't buy our videos? And that's that's why we have them out there. What what did she say? That was it was so beautiful. She wrote in an email. What did she say? Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah. Um, my name is Kelsey. I'm 15 years old. I watch the previews of your videos online all the time when I feel sad and I need to get back into God and laugh. And I've just had a really rough last two years. I wanted to say how much of an impact you guys and your staff have made on my life. It really helps when I'm having a day where I just don't even want to get out of bed or live life at all or just laugh for once, you know. Um, So thanks. I'm actually crying right now, and I'm not sure why. Uh, So much pain and loss and hurt these last two years. It's just nice. So thanks for putting previews out because I can never afford to buy them. Um, I'm also very artistically minded, you know, and so, yeah, she watched Tis So Sweet, which is a video where Chris is painting and she was like, I need to start painting again. It's, it's crazy. The things that you have an idea for and you make and you put them in God's hands and he does what he will with them, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's just, it's just nuts. So it's been neat to, yeah. I mean, to use our gifts and talents that way or something we were doing in high school and wow. Yeah. Um, may we never lose sight of why we do what we do, you know? Mm, so for sure. Well, this has been a good trip down memory lane. Um, and, uh, audience, next, next, next time we talk, we'll tell you more about our movie. We'll tell you more about some different things that are going on and we'll have some surprise guests come in, but thank you. audience. Just sometimes you just, you know, it's just kind of like one of those episodes where we didn't intend it to go this way, but it did. And, uh, if you stayed through the whole thing, I hope you've en- enjoyed kind of our walk down memory lane as we've thought about our, our life. And maybe, maybe the Holy spirit talks in your heart some way to help you see something, um, in your own life or help you recollect on something. Because sometimes when you just drill down and stop, it allows you to think of the past and how you want your future to be. I read this today, Tommy, in Matthew 23 out of the, out of the message version, and it kind of goes with today. Um, kind of need help. It says, uh, this is verse 11 and 12 in Matthew 23. It says, do you want to stand out? Then step down, be a servant. If you puff yourself up, you'll get the wind knocked out of you. But if you're content to simply be yourself, your life will count for plenty. I thought that was pretty good. Can I can I add something? Like I just read yesterday. I didn't really let you answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just said, can I add something? I kept talking. Um, uh, in, in Romans uh, five, I read uh, yesterday. Uh, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And it goes on and it says wonderful things about what Jesus did for us. But I love the phrase. You see, at just the right time. And it made me think yesterday that like when life just seems crazy and I can't figure out what's going on and where God is, everything he does is at just the right time. It doesn't seem like it to me, but what he does is at just the right time. So hopefully that's encouragement for somebody. Maybe you're trying to figure something out and it's not making sense. Just remember everything God does is at just the right time. Uh, Dave Edwards was preaching at our church yesterday and he was talking about God's will. And it really isn't like a, a huge list of, you know, is it's a, a specific thing 
of what God is saying um, to do. But he read something out of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and it was in, at the end. But, it, but he laid it out this way. I thought it was very comical, very funny. But he's saying, Paul is saying, I know you need the money, and I'm going to go to you. I may see you there, or I may not. And so when I do there, we can have dinner, or we won't have dinner. But then I'm going to need to go to Damascus, and maybe I can go with you, or maybe I won't. <laughs> but I, and I'm paraphrasing, but it really was like that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and when it comes to God's will, and, you know, His perfect time, and planning, and provisions, you go... That's a lot of what we do. We we say, we're going to go there. We don't know all that will happen, but we're going to take a step of faith and go there. And we're going to see what we can see. And we may do this or we may not do it. But you know what? God's in control. So we're going to leave some margin for him to do what he needs to do and be God. But we're going to keep walking and go there. You know? Yeah. I love that. And, and, and listen, audience, as you guys are listening to this, if you listen to it when it comes out on Thursday... Uh, we're in Los Angeles, and we're meeting with people about making a Skid Guys movie, and that's what we're doing. We're going, man, mm-hmm. this is what we think we're supposed to do. We're going to keep moving forward with it, and God opened doors and closed doors, and, and if you want us to crawl through a window, open the window, and we'll do whatever we have to do, but um, keep us in your prayers, and um, we hope that's the next thing that we get to do. Beautiful. That's beautiful. That's great. I love that. So, hey, we just want to tell you that uh, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We hope you've liked it, and we will see you next time. So, yeah, please be praying for us. And I love you, buddy. Love you, too. All right, audience, we'll see you next time. Love you. Thanks for doing life with us. The Skid Guys Podcast is brought to you by SkidGuys.com, where you can always watch their videos for free and peruse all things Skid Guys. Tune in next week for another thrilling episode of The Skid Guys Podcast. Until then, live long and lie prostrate.